never really left we both are in the same town uh but like you know you are on your path and i'm on my path and here we are again we cross our paths again always alexandria pleasure to see you i ran into you at thundercon <laughs> right you were you were working at thundercon volunteering yeah i was volunteering with my daughter mm -hmm. yeah what a good time it was amazing yeah i wish i had the confidence to be that outgoing. Mm -hmm. So many people there just, I'm just so inspired by all of them. You have the confidence to be here tonight. Yeah. So you do have confidence and quite a lot. You have been on many podcasts now since, you know, we, since we first connected last winter. Yeah. How long, how long ago was it? Um, Good Lord. Was it December, I think? Mm. About 10 months. Yeah. Ooh wee. So, you know, people really connected with your story. Um, the content that I posted about our episode we did where you told your story on TikTok, you know, people just connected with it. There's a lot of women who have, I think, very similar issues that you have experienced, but it's very hard for them to feel like it happens to anybody else. Yeah, I, I think there's such a level of, um, I don't know if I, I would call it shame, but shame seems to be the only, because that's what held held me back for so long, just shame. <laughs> just not knowing how to say it or who to go to or who to talk to about it. So when all those people were commenting on the clips you had posted on TikTok, it was so inspiring. And I guess that's all that I've ever hoped for from these from talking about it. Yes. Yeah. You because you, you do this to help others. Yeah. I, I want to give people hope. I want to give people hope that they can get out. I want to give people hope that there's there is supports out there that can help them get out mm -hmm. and help people see that there is life once you get out. Right. Yeah. A better life. Mm hmm. A much better life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. After we closed off the episode when you were on, I had a really hard time to make those snippets and I was almost not trying to post them, you know, because it's like it, it was a it was it's an intense story. Mm -hmm. You know, you you let us be part of and it was just a lot to take in. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I've, I'm invited into places to speak, but people don't necessarily know how how deep the story is, and then they hear it, and I'm I'm generally in awe of their reactions because most of the time I don't have an expectation for how people will react. It's it just is what it is to me, and then to hear people are heavily impacted is always. It, I guess it's what I, I'm hoping for, that people are impacted so they talk about it so that they're aware. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's eye-opening too, because this is just my life. This is reality. This is what I've lived. So for me, certain things are just sort of, this is life. Whereas other people, when they hear it, it, it really is eye-opening for them. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. And you, you seem to be 
getting, mm, let me say, more comfortable to talk about it. You really are pushing yourself to be out there. You've been now three times on the one in Toronto with, why do we, we pull, pull it up more? That's uh, Sean Jarris yeah, with um, Toronto yeah. Police Integrated uh, Gang Prevention Task Force yeah, for Toronto Police. On YouTube Project Engage 416. So you can look that up. You can put the links in the description below or in the live chat. Mm-hmm. And then you also did uh, the I'll Get Alpha Mindset podcast. Yeah, with Norman. Mm-hmm. And he's he's always doing great things. And he's so inspiring as well, what he does. He just has people on that are just constantly doing incredible. I love in this one that you can just see that I'm not wearing any shoes. Yeah, what happened? You took those off? <laughs> right comfortable, yes. Yeah. You're right comfortable, yes. But it's in the gym, though. (laughs) Yeah, he actually just opened his own gym. Like That's awesome. He's so inspiring what he's doing. And he has people onto this podcast. And they're all people that have just, that are doing good things and huge things. And constantly just changing and doing more. And I'm so proud of him for opening his gym. He's an inspiration on his own. Do you feel like talking about it more and more the way you do it publicly and accessible for people to listen to your story is helping you as well? In in some ways, yeah. And in some ways, I it, it kind of hit me hard when I started talking about it a lot more. Um, so I've s- sort of slowed down over the last probably nine months. My dad kind of got sick and took some time off there and mm. and sort of had some things going on with my daughter that I had to work out. Um, but talking about it helps me. I just have to, I just have to figure out how to talk about it and not let it impact me at the time when I'm talking about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Usually there's like a couple hours or a couple days after I talk about it that I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty down, but yeah. Yeah. But it was a good experience for you? Every single time. Okay. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, because every time I do it, I get asked more questions. I can, I can dive into it a little more. Um, again, there's certain parts of it that I just, I just don't think I would ever disclose to anyone, mm-hmm. but I'm getting more comfortable disclosing the more intricate parts of it, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The listeners that, you know, found the episodes we did together, the first one, lots of them came from true crime. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's a whole uh, universe of people <laughs> like listening to those yeah yeah episodes, and pretty much that's what happened to you too, right? Yeah, it's true crime. Yeah, in a way. In yeah, in in a way, I guess I've never looked at it again. It's a new angle, right? Um, yeah, what happened to me was, I guess, yeah, what you what you would see in true crime. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the things that were going on in the background and day-to-day life were something you'd see in a TV series. <laughs> right, yeah, like Netflix. Mm-hmm. I killed my partner. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> First 48. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's a whole thing. Like, people are, why do you think people are addicted to true crime? What does it, like, what does it make, like, why? I, I, I truly believe that, um, People are addicted to, I don't want to say the drama, but I think people are always intrigued by what they don't understand. 
And I feel like the average person sitting in their home isn't planning domestic violence or a murder or something like that. That's not the average person's mindset. So when you're sitting in your room, you're trying to figure out like what this person's thinking. And I think that's the draw Mm -hmm. is that you're always intrigued by what you don't understand. And it's hard for people to understand when they haven't seen that kind of evil or been around that kind of evil. Yes, that's right. The pull to it. Mm -hmm. Do you listen to those things? Um, yeah, no, I, I'm not, uh, no, (laughs) I used to, and I realized that it bugs me. Um, I don't like seeing like extreme violence. Right. It's a trigger. Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah, I like to, I can watch it. I just, I, I know it impacts my mood. Mm, Very good. Golden Girls does not impact my mood. So I watch Golden Girls. (laughs) Yeah. Or you listen to the, the twisting Mm -hmm. song. Yeah. From 75 years ago. Yeah. Sam, what's his name? Sam Cook. There you go. Yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> yeah, what would you say to him when you, if you could meet him? Thank you. Good. I think he's gotten me through more times than he ever would have imagined. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. When was one of the times that he moved you through something that um, you remember? He was my go-to through um, a lot of like a lot of the stuff that I went through. Um. Music in general was where I went um, because some of the assaults, like you wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to see properly or it would just be, it would hurt to open my eyes, but I could hear, I could listen. <laughs> so music got me through a lot and Sam Cooke, just his music and how upbeat it was. And you can, it's just easy to listen to. He just got me through all of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Music is like a connection that instantly happens to your body and your mind. It just changes your vibration almost. Yeah. Yep. And even when everything else in the world is so dark, you can always find a song that you will eventually find yourself humming. Okay. And that's just, that's what gets you through. Because you know if you're humming a song... You're not thinking all the negative thoughts that are going through your mind during a dark time. Yeah. So that was actually very helpful then. That's like a trick for you uh, to be yourself in the moment of very bad events. Yeah. It, it gets you to find your way back to stable ground in a way. What do you think <laughs> happens in the human being? Like... You know, when there's a assault and it's very bad, like, do you, do you shut down? Is it like shock or do we fight or flight? Um, I can't, I can't speak for everybody. Um, but for me, I know that I, I initially started out with fighting back and then it would go into flight. Um, and sometimes it would circle back around because what do you have to lose at that point? Um, but most of the time I would just, uh, curl up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd be unconscious. And during those times, I guess it was, but m- most of the time I want to say that my, 
I never gave up hoping that I could fight my way out of it because that's kind of me. <laughs> yeah, that's like the fire. Yeah. The flame that yeah. is always on, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that a vil- willing to survive? Yeah. I I've I never had a bad life. I had bad things happen at certain times, but I never had a bad life. I had a very loving family. I had some really good friends. I had a good life. So for me, I had a lot to live for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you had you and those were all in your heart. Mm-hmm. And you know, they show that in the movies. Allow me to say this, like, you know, the soldier and he has this little golden thing and there's the picture of the kids and the the wife, right? And that's like, you know, if there's an emotional connection to something, it keeps you alive. Yeah. 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 All you need is a couple like good memories of something to just Mm -hmm. hold on to. Yeah. 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 Or volleyball, like, you know. Wilson? um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just fight by Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You, you, yeah. I don't know. You have, have you ever played volleyball? I don't. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not very athletic. <laughs> but you work out, right? I haven't worked out in a little while, to be honest with you. I got to get back into it. Um, but organized group sports aren't exactly my forte. Okay. Um, I did play on the guys' rugby team in high school. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's kind of the, the extent of my athletic outside of horseback riding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, I, you, did you ever do those tricks cowboys do, like standing on the horses and then... Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, everything. There wasn't really um, anything that he didn't really try out when it came back to horseback riding. So whether it was western or just like the uh, that's playing around. Styles, right? Mm. Yeah, I'm not familiar. At all. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Styles, oh, oh. all the styles of riding that you see. I I tested them all out to see which I loved. Yeah, you have cowboy boots. I do. Nice. What color? Ah, they're just brown. They're all beat up and mm. yeah. Oh, my beat up old cowboy boots. <laughs> How do you call those metal things on the back? Spurs. Okay. You, you, and you use them for the horse, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to get a horse. I think you should. Yeah. It's like, you know, ATV or horse? Horse. I see. I'm kind of like, <laughs> why does it have to be an or? <laughs> Can't it just right. be an and? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I'm always an and girl, never an or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you leave it open that way. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, there's enough things that are powered. Like like animals are just like, you mentioned earlier, also, you did do work with horses where it's in a way therapy, right? Yeah. I think after... You go through something, anyone will tell you I never stop going. I'm always on the go. I have a couple different jobs. I never, I just never stop moving. And that, that's part of um, just who, who I probably will be for the rest of my life now. Um, and if I sit too long, I get antsy. <laughs> so for me, horses were something I could go to the barn and I could muck stalls. And I could, it was something that I could see getting finished. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of the stuff in my life, I, I don't necessarily get to see the end result. I get to see pieces of it coming together, but never, never a finished job. Mm-hmm. So things like um, 
mucking stalls where I get to see the end result and, and actually finishing something, um, making my bed. Sounds so stupid, but but making my bed, it it's something that I do every day because if I achieve nothing else, I've achieved that. Mm-hmm. It's very true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They do that in the military too. Like, you know, at least you accomplish making your bed. If you do nothing else. Yeah. Good for you, son. <laughs> Uh, wow yeah no but it's like it's also routine right it because it gives you an anchor it keeps you in the safe place Mm -hmm. right you do this you do that for me it was really important to step back you know i've been doing this for a long time i've been trying everything i could and for me it just came to a conclusion that I had to step back. You know, the whole social media world where you you put yourself into it and it's an addiction, 100% for all those people. Even when I'm stopped at the red light, I look behind, I look to the side, there's, I don't get it. It's like 30 seconds or 15 seconds, but the people on their phone. I don't know what's that, I don't get it. It's, a, it's like a habit. I guess. It's like even when you go to a party and you're a smoker, you you don't necessarily want to smoke. But if everyone else is going out for a smoke, you're going to go out for a smoke too. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but I don't understand it. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, in realistically, it's 15 seconds you have to yourself where you know you can, you sit there and you can just appreciate the moment leading to my bigger picture of like you know i just totally disconnected i stepped away we moved we got finally into the country and it's just like i was thinking i'm going to do a little series something different because i've been doing something for the same for so long Mm. but i can't get away <laughs> it's an addiction now. No, it's not. It's it's not an addiction. Like, don't get me wrong, Alexandria. I, you know, I love doing it, but I also want to see results. Mm-hmm. Right? I love doing it, but I also want to see results. But I cannot take away every person I have met means something to me, and you know, I've started to realize that that I've been actually very very fortunate to be able to talk to people that i don't know and connect with them yeah and i would miss that yeah yeah and it's like you know because those people there are there's people that i never see again and I, you know that it is what it is mm-hmm. but there's also people i stay in contact with i you know we i run into somewhere else or we you know we <laughs> we want to come back together here yeah now every connection is different but there is a very big value to it to me yeah and that's why i can't i can't step away i feel like i am doing what i'm doing for the same reasons i get to meet so many cool people i get to talk to so many cool people and so i've met so many people that I will fight to keep in my life because I think every person you meet, you have to make a choice whether they're going to, they're going to be somebody that you make time for. It's true. And as adults, we have to 
fight to make that time. You, you actively have to work to keep relationships alive. Mm-hmm. And I've met so many cool people that I will always maybe not talk to on a monthly basis, but I will always reach out and reconnect with because they just had such an impact on my life. Okay. Tell me about it. Oh, anyone in specific or just just people in general? I was I was thinking about people who know, maybe they went through something similar like you did and you connected with them. Um, a couple of the at-risk youth that I've spoken to, um, that I've, I've had the amazing opportunity to chat with. Some of them I'll just never, never let go of. Yeah. Um, and there are some, some survivors that I worked with at victim services that I'll never forget. Um, then there's some community service workers out there that do such good work and, and fight so hard for these people that I'll never be able to forget them either. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody has their own story. And being able to hear them and work alongside them and work with them and and help people is just such the coolest experience. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes more powerful, right? Yeah. If, like in the community, you work with many other people together. Mm-hmm. And then also you know, you see people heal or go through the healing process, whatever that means. Yeah. Whatever it means to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think everybody getting to connect people with um, the, the different resources and the different people and getting to talk about the cool programs has also been like such a huge part of it. Um, Sean from Engage 416, what they do in Toronto is just such a cool project. Um, all the community resources that are out there and getting to talk to survivors and victims and people who are still in it um, about that and about different people that I can connect them with that I've met along my way mm-hmm. is cool too. I have a sound. Mm-hmm. I love that. How do you feel every day when you wake up? Every day is different. <laughs> um, every day I, um, I'm not guaranteed good days every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, every, every day I do try and tell the people around me I'm amazing. So if you ask me how I am, it'll always be, I'm amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I have my days where I struggle. Mm-hmm. I have my days where dragging myself out of bed is a, is a task. Yes. Mm-hmm. What helps you on those days? Uh, my, my drive, my daughter, mm-hmm. my, I have wonderful friends in my life and wonderful family and every day, um, I feel like if I don't get out of bed sometimes, I it's not a it's not a loss. 
I'm not losing because of it, but I almost feel like I'm giving up. So even on the, like on the worst days or the days I push myself hardest to get out of bed and show up and fight through the day, mm-hmm. um, which maybe isn't always the best thing, but to me, not showing up would almost be like a fail for me. It's not an option. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I get that. Like, I would connect that to your survival, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this is who you are. You, no matter what gets thrown at you, you want to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to let those bad days win. Um, and I And I don't think that not getting out of bed one day would be letting those bad days win, but... I don't want it to become a habit, I guess. Right. <laughs> How easy is it for you to be a parent? Now it's amazing. She's so awesome. <laughs> mm. she, she's good. Um, but I still have my hit and miss days with her where I'm, I'm, I wasn't the greatest mother, obviously. Like what? <laughs> yeah. But I meant more like, you know, in what you have experienced because, you know, you are, you have a mother and you are the daughter. Mm-hmm. How is that for you having a daughter and then, you know, you are the mother now? Good. Because I had her when I was 18. We are ridiculously close. Um, that I, I don't think she hides anything from me. And I know all parents are like, you would, you never know what your kids are up to or, or, you can't guarantee that your kids would. And I can, I know that if Rihanna was going to do something bad, she would phone me and say, Hey, she'll phone me to ask me if she can skip school. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. And if I say no, it's, she just doesn't like, she knows that if I'm asking her to do something, it, it's, she's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't have a reason, like a time to explain why, She'll do it and we'll talk about it later. And we just have that kind of relationship. You're so brave. You know? Well. <laughs> yeah. Some people would never think they want to have kids after what they went through, right? They would say life is just like, you know, it's not even worth it. Or like they would never tell anybody or they would isolate themselves. Well, Rihanna went, I had Rihanna when I was 18 and this all happened after. So Rihanna kind of went through it with me. And she was around for a lot of it, unfortunately. Um, right. But she's here now and you you both have a really good connection. Yeah. Right? The, oh, yeah. You, whatever happened and was the right thing happened where you are now with her together. Yeah. And she's, I think, I've never hidden anything from her. Does so, she talk to you about it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, we talk about it and it's hard and we have our, we have our days where we'll sit on the couch and we'll talk and we'll cry and we'll have tea and we'll, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then we have so many times where we just laugh or we get in the car and we go for a drive and we just chat it out. There isn't anything that's off limits for a conversation with her. Okay. Um, And, and I know some people might disagree and think that she's too young to talk about some of the stuff that we do, but I feel like she's earned the right because she went through it. She doesn't remember some of it, unfortunately. 
Um, it does, it does hit her just as bad as it hits me some days. Um, so I think I owe it to her to be as honest with her as, as she wants me to be. <laughs> yeah. So you told her everything? Uh, yeah. Outside of the stuff that I just probably will never talk about. But yeah, she yeah. knows, she knows all of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think there will ever be a day where you want to talk about the stuff you don't want to talk about? Uh, no. There's, I think there's just some things um, that are so as horrific as the stuff that I've spoken about um, on my last podcast with Sean. I I really tried to dive into more detail on some of the assaults so that people could really grasp what a day in my life looked like, like what a day. And, and my life wasn't near as bad as some of the what so what some people are going through mm-hmm. in in that situation some of the violence that they they endure yeah but i but i wanted people to to really understand that so i spoke more candidly about it but there's still some things that are just so mm-hmm. <laughs> that happened that were so inhumane um that I, I don't know if I would ever find a reason to talk about it. Yeah, I respect that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some things you don't have. Sometimes you don't have to talk about it. Yeah. Some things you don't need to talk about. Yeah. Some things are left. Yeah. Best left at the bottom of that foundation. <laughs> you think for healing, you would have to go through it, like. Are you in therapy at the moment or not? I'm I'm not currently um invest I'm investigating options. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um yeah. But in a way you want to do your own therapy because you want to start your own podcast. Yeah. To me talking about those really horrific it wouldn't there, there's no point to it. Um those things aren't going to help people and it's not going to help me to like it it's just stuff that hurts so bad okay i get that but i think starting i I would like to start my own podcast and i think if i can help people through that podcast that's kind of like a therapy for me okay yeah what would you do what is what is your vision um my vision is bringing people on and who've experienced something and it doesn't have to be domestic violence or sexual assault or human trafficking i want it to be all inclusive of you went through a really crappy divorce your house flooded mm-hmm. tell me about it yeah nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got in a bad car accident you lost a family member in a tragic way like yeah. i want to bring people on who have experienced life and then I want to bring on the resources that are available mm-hmm. to help in those situations, whether they are low cost or no cost. And I want each podcast to have like a story and what a person went through yeah. and what resources are available to assist in people those, through those situations. That situation, yeah. mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are you looking for a partner? Are you doing it yourself? How would you want to do it? Uh, you would be the co- the host? Yeah, I would host it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, give me your introduction. Welcome to the... 
Oh God, don't push it out of my I'm I'm hoping by January okay. that I would um Yeah, you don't need much, to be hmm. honest. Right? No. You just you can even do it on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that by January I can at least have the first one out. Okay. Or at least have the intro one out mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah. Yeah. If you need any help with like setting up the the streaming for like the platform where you want to use it like we use anchor which spotify bought now so i guess we use spotify now and <laughs> then they upload it everywhere else oh okay yeah i can explain that to you that so would be if amazing you ever need help with that one i can yeah. help you with that yeah it's really easy that would be greatly appreciated yeah i wanted to do i wanted to do something else too what do you want to do i wanted to do something different where you know i was almost thinking no camera just voice and i wanted to do a mini series of off-grid living Ooh. yeah like it's not it's like how we got to it and how we how we struggle (laughs) (laughs) because of the circumstances i love that i think you know i think there's there's beauty in the struggle right makes you so much stronger right the, like it did you think this day is bad well well wait for tomorrow <laughs> i think like you but then in the end you get to look back and it's like that delayed gratification right i think you're right you fight through those really crap times and when you look back you're like it was two weeks out of my life yeah. two weeks out of like what 90 years i guess but it sucks in that moment but then two christmases from now you're gonna have these like we'll remember that time <laughs> stories so i really like the idea of your podcast because i think people jump into things just thinking this will be easy mm-hmm. they don't really get how what can go wrong and what can go right and what you can do to <laughs> get yeah. through those man days. i have the perfect i have the perfect script I don't even need to invent it. It's just like, or write it. It's all there. It's just there, laying out for you. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's real. It's real life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know, we're over the uh, thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes, thirty-four minutes. Uh, it's a pleasure to you know to see you tonight, and I feel like I I wanted to keep, I wanted to talk to you about what you've done so far this year. I want to talk to you about how it helps you. And I wanted to talk about what you want to do. Because I wanted really to tonight, I didn't want to talk about those stories. I really wanted it to be yeah. about you. And because that's what is important to me. And I wanted yeah, to well, know, thank you. I, I really empower you too, because you know, I've, I've, I feel like I've been part of your journey now for a little bit. Yeah. And I, I just, I'm excited to see where you take it, Nate. Thank you. I'm, I'm hoping that the next time we chat, maybe you'll be on my podcast. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that. You can do the off-grid horror stories. <laughs> <laughs> we'll walk through like a day in your life and what you've done to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that. So much. Yeah. Because every day you have today, you built your whole life on yesterday. Yeah. There it is. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's not just another day. 
No. It's everything you have done before. Yep. <laughs> okay. All in the getting there. Alexander, thank you so much for being on tonight. Thank you so much for inviting me. Always. And then uh, we'll see when you're back and stay tuned for your podcast. Thank you. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Take care. Bye-bye. JJM, let's go. <laughs> <laughs>